Hi, and welcome to the Perfectly Imperfect Duo. And today we are going to keep this one short and sweet. We're a little bit limited on time, but we wanted to talk to you about imposter syndrome. Um, might be interesting, actually, to start with. It means different things for different people. And I wonder if it's even got different connotations, Lily, in the US versus what it does here in the UK. And I know here in the UK, it's often... It's often used to describe, and I think the term was originally, because I've looked at this before, originally was developed to be used in terms of quite high-powered, perceived as successful people who were, you know, seen as sort of above average success, if you like, as a term to be used for them when they started to waver and their confidence started to waver. Is that is that similar in the US, would you say? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when I've looked at it, that they would, the articles would say, oh, even Michelle Obama, who was a right, former, okay. yeah. like, you know, when they would, yeah, it was more, oh, even these people have imposter syndrome. Yeah. So it's, yeah. And that's how it was targeted. And also I know here again in the UK, it was talked about the originated primarily to talk about those sorts of people, but also females particularly yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't think the idea of feeling like an imposter is unique to women. Absolutely not. But I think, again, it's this whole press society, cultural thing is like, let's focus on successful or not successful women, potentially. I know. And I, how it was to me, yeah, was, was I guess when I thought of it first until I looked into it was just more feeling imposter in terms of, yeah, like business and success. But when I actually looked into it too, it was like about friendships and relationships too, where people can feel like, Oh no, are they going to find out like that? I'm a bad person that I'm. And sometimes I have that, like, or I, I don't know as much anymore. Um, cause sometimes when you're aware of something, it kind of dissolves, but not with my friendships. Cause a lot of my friendships have been a long time, but I think feeling, and this is, I guess, in a way related to our body image one that like, I'm actually secretly ugly and disgusting. And what if my partner eventually will see that? Like when he, re- when he realizes that you're a fraud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and less so, but that like, I am an ugly monster. <laughs> well, do you know, and, and I, th- I read about, I can't remember the name of the doctor, so I can't cite the person that said this, but it changed how I viewed the idea of being an imposter. And there's a couple of people actually, because we are actually all imposters. So it doesn't need to be a syndrome. We're all imposters. Every single morning when we wake up, we are an imposter in life because we are gonna experience new things constantly, consistently. Every minute of every day is a new experience. You could meet with the same friend the same day, same time every week. Each time is still a new experience. It's never the same because our reality and our experience changes moment to moment. So we are all imposters all the time. Like we're always, it almost like the change for me was about being an imposter could be exciting. Being an imposter maybe shows, can be an opportunity for growth. Being an imposter, but the connotations of the words imposter is like the negativity that we're in the wrong place. But actually, if we have to know all of all things to be in the right place and to be valued in that place, then, you know, it's bullshit, excuse my French, because actually we, none of us know everything. We're constantly learning and evolving. 
Yeah. Well, when you were saying that, what came to me is we're all humans, which is we're not, we don't reach some place and it's like, okay, set perfection. You know, what it made me think of is I have um, two good friends and we hike every Friday and we've been doing it for a few years. And sometimes I've been out of town or I've been sick. And, and sometimes I am not as fit for the hike, you know? And so like when you're saying it's, it's always new, it's like, sometimes I might feel very in shape and I can keep up with them, but sometimes I'm not. And I have this dialogue of like, yeah, you know, I'm not enough. Um, but yeah, sometimes I'm in flow running a group and sometimes there's noise in my head, you know, when imposter to me in that context that you were saying that was, we're all human beings imperfectly imperfect. Mm -hmm. And, and, and depending on where we are, yeah. Even if it's a repeat run, some runs smooth, some runs are this, um, and it's never quite the same repeat because of our, because if it was our, our thoughts would have to be exact same, every single thought in the same order, our state of mind, our mood would all have to be the same. And none of that is the same because it's constantly changing and fluctuating. I laugh and joke a little bit to myself now. And I've shared this with my members in the membership because every single time, not every time, a lot of the time when I am hormonal and my PMT kicks in, I question whether I should shut down my membership or not. Now I love my membership and it's, probably my favorite aspect of my work and yet when I'm in a low state of mind or a low mood and my thinking gets a little bit contaminated I start to go oh I'm not that good at it it's rubbish everyone will leave anyway what's the point maybe I should just close it this is a common thing for me and yet now I laugh at myself and I'm like oh you're hormonal and I'm like you're gonna love it again in two days time and I do of course I do because and, and so I feel like an imposter in my own membership at least once a month. Now, if I listened to that and close it down, it'd be a huge crying, it'd be a shame. And, and I wouldn't ever act on that because I know it's just my thinking. I know it's my thinking is contaminated because of my state of mind. And now it just kind of makes me laugh. But there'll be a lot of people out there having a similar experience about some part of their life and feeling like, oh, I'm an imposter. I'm not very good at this, comparing themselves to others that might then act upon that. And what a shame. And yeah, yeah. It also makes me think of when, I, I don't know what, it, you, I've seen these like jokey things on social media. When you think you become an adult and then you somehow are like, well, now I'm very wise. Or like, you know, suddenly if you're a parent and then you're actually an adult and you're like, I'm an imposter. Like, you know, where we, or sometimes we can think, we have to reach some level of expertise and maturity when we're all just, you know, like a lovable mess a lot of the time. And sometimes, like, I, you know, um, and, and you see, oh, this is an adult. Like this is, um, yes, an adult. I do feel like I, I get more mature and I get wise, um, but I'm the same way. And it, um, right before my period too, I, um, and for me, I can see my kind of PMS goes in cycles. You know, I had times when I would have like a migraine or I would have this. And more recently, I feel like everybody hates me and I get very low in, in about my business, like, and, um, so low, like very low about it, but I have that grounding 
that it's just this, um, just my level that I'm at and it's just an illusion, but, but yeah, if I acted on, also I feel it about my relationship, you know, yeah, we can, we have a thought and it gets brought to life and it feels so real, you know, but if you, you know that, and also I think sometimes if we're, you know, in a work situation or a friend situation and we have that thought, we kind of unintentionally look for evidence. Yeah. Whether it's about work. Oh, you know what? I'm not getting the jobs because my boss probably doesn't think I'm great or no. Oh, I think everyone's having a conversation and they're not included. Like we, we get this story and we unintentionally, you know, in a way like what you see is what you get, but sometimes just to be aware that like, we are the one very innocently creating this story and, um, and seeing it play out. And often sometimes it's like what's on the flip of that. So there's um, a lady in the UK who I have followed for a long time with all my sort of businessy type stuff. And she's like a business, well, I don't know what she would call herself, but like a bit business coaching and does a lot of really great um, online things for businesses. And one of the statements in one of her courses was about being an expert. So people can get so hung up on not progressing in their business or not valuing themselves because they don't see themselves as an expert. And it, I really liked one of the things that she said, which is really in line with, with how I would talk about people on, on the emotional side is she said, in order to even be an expert, it, all you need to do is consider that you're in a room with a group of people and you know a little bit more than the average person. Yeah. Not that you know the most and everything about everything. So, for example, when I'm working with clients in this conversation with three principles, I will call myself maybe an expert. I will have guest experts, as you know, but that doesn't mean I believe that they know everything. But what I do believe is that they know maybe a little bit more or have explored for a little bit longer than the average person who might not have even heard of what the three principles is. And so it's not about... You know, for me, I will continuously always be learning and growing and developing, but that doesn't make me an imposter. It just means I'm still learning, experiencing and growing, but I can still have lots to offer. Yeah. Well, and I think when you're saying that, it's like clearing up a misunderstanding, you know? And so I think imposter syndrome, I mean, humans having a misunderstanding of other humans. Oh, that for me to be in this position, it means I must be an expert and I must know every single thing. When, what was helpful for me when I first started, um, sometimes I noticed imposter syndrome coming up for me in like a new situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when I first became a school psychologist and then it faded because I did that for 12 years. And so I did, I mean, sometimes it would pop up probably depending on my mood, but like I did a lot of the same things and I was also a mentor and I was the lead school psychologist. So I felt kind of like, well, I, I, I did not have imposter syndrome, but then when I transitioned and I started coaching and I had, um, my first like really big group, I was like, oh, I'm nervous. Um, and, and my boyfriend was saying that my boyfriend is a creative director. So he's, and, um, he went to a film school with a lot of his friends and one of his good friends is, um, like a lead writer or director on a a big TV show here. 
And he said that he has this thought, like, or he used to, oh no, when are they going to find out? I can't write, you know? And it was like, to me, it was like, I think I hadn't really thought of men in that point really having imposter syndrome. Also, I'm like, but he went to school and you're on like a head TV show, but that, oh, that like other professional humans, because just because I have a thought doesn't mean it's true because if he has a thought. And so that, when he shared that with me, really helped me because I think I thought that insecurity, that imposter syndrome feeling maybe meant that I was lacking, you know, and that, um, there was some validity to that feeling. And then I, by seeing that example where it's like, oh my God, that's just a silly thought. I allowed that feeling of, of insecurity to just kind of fade away. And I went and I led my group, um, and had a great time. And then I think it also showed up for me when I started people with OCD and then thinking, oh my gosh, maybe I need a PhD and I need to be a psychiatrist. Um, and I was like, I'm going to work with Dr. Pettit for a year. And, and it's funny because now I see, because all of the talk about OCD and this is this one way to treat it. And I was like, I'm very knowledgeable in the three principles. Um, but I had some insecurity and some imposter. Oh, is this a big problem? And maybe I'm not qualified. And, and it's funny because over time and also working with Dr. Pettit very closely and, and, you know, and two years later, I'm like, oh, you know, but I know for me in a way that sometimes if I start something new, I have a story that somehow I should, yeah, be an expert right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, but I know more, I can just let it be there and not get caught up. Yeah. And also we've got this thing, you know, we're taught from being really young and at school is that intellect somehow, intellect is somehow linked to how knowledgeable and how, whereas for me now I see it completely differently. So in the past I would have, if someone had said, oh, I want to help coach people and help people in their life. And as a trained psychotherapist, be like, well, you need to get your, make sure you've got this qualification, make sure you've got that. Whereas now I'd be so much more concerned in somebody's ability to listen and be open-minded because that for me is what will make them great at their job. Not the amount of textbooks that they've read, not the amount of, you know, things that we've learned. It's much more about, again, comes down to the same thing that we always talk about. It's like the connection and being being how to being able to be around people and being authentic and all of that is so much more valuable than any amount of things we can fill our intellect with yeah well and also that I think sometimes kids can just blow me away you know with, with their wisdom and it's not even about degrees and and age and I think when we are in that present place we are we are listening, you know, or we can listen and hear. Cause I'm, I think, you know, not in a being an annoying way, but I think I am more present and in a good place with my kids. And I'm just like, see how smart and how wise they are. And I think when we feel like an imposter, we're just forgetting. Um, We're born wise. We are born We really are, you know, young kids are just brilliant, you know, I mean, kids, old kids, you know, all of us. It's funny as well that you should say that because as you was talking then, it just popped into my head, actually, Aria at 11, 12 weeks or whatever she is now, I keep losing track, got stuck at about 11 weeks. 
is teaching me things daily. She is reminding me to slow down. She's reminding me to be present because that's all she's doing. You know, that is her expertise right now. And so even a human that has only been on this planet for 12 or so weeks has so much to offer. Yeah. Well, that's how they even say babies when they crawl up to sometimes nurse their mom. Like they, you know, it's, we, we are so wise and every human being. Um, and when we, I, I think sometimes with the imposter syndrome, I think you would say that is like over-identifying with the intellect, you know, but the intellect's actually not the thing that's doing life, you know, that has the creative ideas that, um, and sometimes actually when we put too much pressure, we kind of, we can stop our actually, our wisdom and how funny we are, how smart we are, how creative when we get in that insecure place. And then when we just listen and let it go, like we know what's going to be, obviously we need to like learn some skills if you're going to be a brain surgeon, but like for so much of it, also probably a brain surgeon would want to get out of their head and would want to. I would much rather a brain surgeon who was grounded than one that had the most certificates. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So if we were to leave it on a, what would you, what would be the one thing that you'd want to remind people if they feel like an imposter? Well, to me, unless they're having the view of imposter, like you had, where you're like, I'm a human and I don't need to know if you're feeling bad, pay no attention to what you're thinking. You know, if using that as a gauge, if your thinking is lowering your spirits, that's like a tap on the shoulder to to let it go. It's an invitation to get present because that's, I mean, to me, that would be it because then when you get present, um, like you're ready for it. And if you're not, if for some reason you've got this job and you're not trained, when you too let go of that bad feeling, like that bad feeling is not going to lead you to the way when you let go of it, a solution will emerge. And, you know, whether it's, Oh, I'm going to ask someone to help me with this. I need some training or you get the idea. Okay. I lied. I don't actually know Excel. I'm going to watch a YouTube video, like beating ourselves up and feeling bad doesn't serve us. And, and so, but it's not even good or bad on that. But if you don't feel good, let that thinking go return to a good feeling. And that's when all, if there is a solution or you'll just, your confidence will bubble back up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, Mine would be the, just where I started at the beginning by saying we are all imposters because we are all just showing up, doing our best in any given moment and constantly learning. None of us have the monopoly on having all the right answers because Mm -hmm. what's right for one is not necessarily right for someone else. And so you are the expert in you and that's, that's what, sets you apart from anybody else and I think yeah so we're all imposters and that is not necessarily needs to be a bad thing no it helped me Michael Neal said to me he said I'm gonna die a lovable mess and I was like Michael Neal you know and then it kind of set me free I'm like oh I too will die a lovable mess (laughs) yes you know we're pretty good we're functioning we're kind of great you know but then it's like yeah we're all imposters we're all lovable messes we're all brilliant we're all wise and and we're all everything in between. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. we're all imposters. We'll leave it there. <laughs> I 
thanks everyone and thanks for listening speak to you bye